ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا وسيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد تريدم وران ذا نيو تشابتر والامام البخاري رحمه الله تعالى ساز باب قول الله تعالى قل لو كان البحر مدادا لكلمات ربي لنفد البحر قبل ان تنفد كلمات ربي ولو جئنا بمثله مددا ولو ان ما في الارض من شجره اقلام والبحر يمده من بعده سبعه ابحر ما نفدت كلمات الله إن ربكم الله الذي خلق السماوات والأرض في ستة أيام ثم استوى على العرش يغشي الليل النهار يطلبه حثيثا والشمس والقمر والنجوم مسخرات بأمره ألا له الخلق والأمر تبارك الله رب العالمين سخر ذلله <تصفيق> In this chapter heading Al-Imam Al-Bukhari quotes various ayat These ayat as you heard the first of them Qul law kana al-bahru midadan likalimati rabbi lanafida al-bahru qabla an tanfada kalimatu rabbi walaw jitna bimithlihi madada That say if the ocean was ink for the words of my lord the ocean would run out before the words of my lord even if we came with another ocean to the likes of it the second ayah similarly ولو ان ما في الارض من شجره اقلام والبحر يمده من بعده سبعه ابحر ما نفدت كلمات الله referring to the earth and the trees and if the, they were of pens and the oceans were the ink provided to those pens and then another seven oceans beyond that then still the words of Allah would not come to an end would not cease or run out and then in the final ayah <coughs> when Allah mentions inna rabbakumullahu alladhi khalaqa as-samawati wal ard that indeed your lord Allah is the one who created the heavens and the earth in 6 days and then he rose above the throne the night it covers the day and comes upon it with haste and the sun and the moon and the stars all of them created under the command of Allah indeed to him belongs the creation and the command tabarakallahu rabbul alamin that is the chapter heading al-imam al-bukhari quotes those ayat as his chapter heading 
as Sheikh Al-Athameen says regarding it, هذه الترجمة, this chapter heading, this title, فيها عدة مسائل. There are several topics and issues within it. ولكنها كلها تعود إلى كلمات الله عز وجل. But all of those issues, they revolve around and they return back to the topic of the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. All of them returning back to the words of Allah. هَلْ كَلِمَاتُ اللَّهِ مَحْصُورَةِ Are the words of Allah restricted and limited? Are the words of Allah restricted or limited? هَلْ أَفْعَالُ اللَّهِ وَخَلْقُهُ مَحْصُورَ The actions of Allah and His creation, is it restricted? الجواب the answer, لا, no. وَهُوَ كُلَّمَا خَلَقَ شَيْئًا قَالَ لَهُ كُنْ فَيَكُنْ The answer is no. And whenever Allah creates anything, Allah says to it, be, and it is. فَكُلُّ شَيْءٍ مَخْلُوقٍ فَإِنَّهُ مَسْبُوقٌ بِكَلِمَةِ كُنْ so everything that is created, everything in creation is preceded by the word be, or in the Arabic as it is, kun. Preceded by the word kun, Allah says be, and it is, and that is as we discussed earlier today in another class, the difference between Allah being the creator, Allah's creation, and us as humans creating. Can we as humans claim to be creators? We create. We know Allah is the creator and He creates. Can we say we create? Can we or not? We can. So as the scholars have mentioned, the Shaykh Al-Athameen in his explanation of Al-Wasitiyah, the difference between the creation of Allah and our creation is that Allah creates from nothingness. Allah says, be and it is. Whereas us creating, it is in the limited understanding and in a restricted sense that we are simply changing the form of one thing to something else. You have a pile of wood, you change that and construct a table out of it. We cannot create from nothingness. But Allah creates from nothingness, says be and it is. Ithan, therefore, la hasra likalimatihi. There is no restriction upon the words of Allah. وَلِهَذَا قَالَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى مُبَيِّنًا ذَلِكَ And that is why 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, clarifying that point, قُلْ لَوْ كَانَ الْبَحْرُ مِدَادًا لِكَلِمَاتِ رَبِّي Let's say, if the ocean was the ink for the words of my Lord, لَنَفِدَ الْبَحْرُ قَبْلَ أَنْ تَنْفَدَ كَلِمَاتُ رَبِّي The ocean would run out before the words of Allah are completed. The ocean would run out, not the words of Allah. لَوْ كَانَ الْبَحْرُ الْمِدَادِ حِبْرًا الْحِبْر هُوَ الَّذِي يُكْتَبُ بِهِ لَوْ كَانَ مِدَادًا لِكَلِمَاتِ اللَّهِ لَنَفِدَهِ قَبْلَ أَنْ تَنْفَدَ كَلِمَاتُ اللَّهِ لِأَنَّهَا لَا تُحْصَى وَكَمَا لَا تُحْصَى أَفْعَالُهُ لَا تُحْصَى أَقْوَالُهُ So if the ocean in its mass that it is and it has a huge mass a person may not recognize the reality of the mass of the ocean. There is a huge mass to the ocean. The amount of ocean upon this earth. Take the example of that aeroplane. They claim that aeroplane, they think it crashed in the ocean and they cannot find it. Initially you think to yourself in this day and age with all of the technology they have, an aeroplane, it's not something small. But they cannot find the aeroplane. Such is the mass of the ocean. With all of that mass of the ocean, the size of the ocean, then if that was the example of ink, it would end up running out and the words of Allah would not have run out. Because the words of Allah are unrestricted. So when Allah says, لَنَفِدَ الْبَحْرُ قَبْلَ أَنْ تَنْفَدَ كَلِمَاتُ رَبِّي وَلَوْ جِئْنَا بِمِثْلِهِ مَدَدَ That the ocean would run out before the words of my Lord, even if we brought along another ocean of ink to the likes of it. Another ocean of that size and mass, and still it would run out, and the words of Allah would not. فَلَوْ جِئْنَا بِمِثْلِهِ مَدَدَا لَهُ لَنَافِدَ قَبْلَ أَنْ تَنْفَدَ كَلِمَاتُ اللَّهِ وَالْآيَةَ الثَّانِيَةَ مِثْلَهَا أَوْ أَشَدَّ Then it mentions also, وَلَوْ أَنَّمَا فِي الْأَرْضِ مِنْ شَجَرَةٍ أَقْلَامٍ That if the trees of the earth were pens, if they were the example of pens now, وَالْبَحْرُ يَمُدُّهُ مِنْ بَعْدِهِ سَبْعَةُ أَبْحُرٍ And the oceans and another seven beyond it, Oceans, multiple oceans, were the ink for those pens. Now here then, the ayah is in reference to eight oceans. Takunul jami' thamaniya, thamaniya tu abhur, an ocean and another seven oceans beyond it. Eight oceans, if they were the ink. And that would be a tremendous amount of ink. If they were the ink for these pens, then again, 
مَا نَفِدَتْ كَلِمَاتُ اللَّهِ The words of Allah would not run out. The words of Allah are not restricted. إِذَنْ إِذَا تَأَمَّلَ الْإِنسَانُ مِثْلْ هَذِهِ الْآيَةِ عَرَفَ عَظَمَةَ اللَّهِ عَزَّ وَجَلْ So if a person was to ponder, if a person was to ponder over this, over this type of example, this parable given in this ayah, then he would recognize the greatness, the might and the majesty of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَأَنَّهُ كَمَا وَصَفَ نَفْسَهُ فَهُوَ وَاسِعٌ فِي كُلِّ صِفَاتِهِ وَفِي كُلِّ أَفْعَالِهِ وَلَا يُمْكِنْ أَنْ تُحْصَى أَبَدًا And that Allah is as He has described Himself and that He is great in all of His attributes and in His actions, expansive, unrestricted, and it is not possible to restrict ever. Then it mentions also, إِنَّ رَبَّكُمُ اللَّهُ الَّذِي خَلَقَ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضَ فِي سِتَّةِ أَيَّامِ ثُمَّ اسْتَوَى عَلَى الْعَرْشِ That indeed your Lord, Allah, is the one who created the heavens and the earth in six days. <coughs> and that is, from the wisdom of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that He created the heavens and the earth in six days. For if Allah wished, it would have all been created in an instance. In an instant. But Allah created it over six days with wisdom. And then He rose above the throne. And that topic of Allah being above and above the throne, we've already discussed. وَأَنَّ اللَّهَ خَلَقَهَا فِي سِتَّةِ أَيَّامِ الْأَرْبَعَةِ الْأُولَى مِنْهَا لِلْأَرْضِ وَالْيَوْمَانِ الْمُتَمِّمَانِ لِلْسِتَّةِ أَيَّامٌ لِلْسَّمَاءِ From those six days, as Shaykh Al-Athameen mentions, four of them were upon the creation of the earth and its affairs, and then two of them, were upon the creation of the heavens and the skies and their affairs. After those six days of the creation then, ثُمَّ اسْتَوَى عَلَى الْعَرْشِ That after Allah created all of those heavens and earth, then He rose above the throne, بَعْدَ أَنْ كَمُلَ الْمُلْكِ اسْتَقَرَّ وَعَلَى عَزَّ وَجَلْ عَلَى عَرْشِهِ لِكَمَالَ عَظَمَتِهِ وَسُلْطَانِهِ That after Allah completed his kingdom, then he rose above the throne due to his greatness and perfection and authority. The ayah mentions how the night, it envelops the day. The night, it covers the day. وَيُغَطِّ النَّهَارِ بِالْلَّيْلِ That he covers the night with the day and the day with the night. يَطْلُبُهُ حَثِيثًا 
each of them coming in haste after the other, the day coming in haste upon the night, and then the night coming in haste upon the day, all of them rotating and fluctuating around in that perfect motion. يَعْنِ يَطْلُبُ اللَّيْلَ النَّهَارَ حَثِيثًا أَيْ صَرِيعًا فَلَا فَاصِلَ بَيْنَهُمَا So the day it perfectly comes and takes over from the night, and then the night perfectly comes and takes over from the day, both of them in perfect harmony. There is no case of it being day, and then a blank of some sort, and then night, and then a blank of some sort, and then day. Rather, they are in perfect harmony of the day overcoming the night, and the night then overcoming the day. وَلِذَلِكَ نَرَى أَنَّ اللَّيْلَ يَبِينُ فِي الْأُفُقِ قَبْلَ أَنْ تَغِيبَ الشَّمْسِ And that's why you see <coughs> that the night, it becomes apparent upon the horizon before the sun goes down. فَتَجِدُ سَوَادَ اللَّيْلِ فِي الْأُفُقِ شَرْقِ وَأَنْتَ تُشَاهِدُ الشَّمْسِ لَمْ تَغْرُبْ so when the sun is still setting, it hasn't gone down yet. If you look across to the east, you already see the night appearing. Across on the east, the night, the darkness is already appearing upon the horizon, and the sun hasn't gone down yet, indicating the perfect harmony of the night coming upon the day that it begins to appear just as this begins to disappear. وَكَأَنَّهُ يُسَابِقُهُ وَيُلَاحِقُهُ لَا يَتَأَخَّرُ And so it is as though that night, it is something that attaches on and completes on to the day. It does not delay. Perfectly comes in harmony to take over. وَتَعَاقُبُ اللَّيْلِ وَالنَّهَارِ مِنْ آيَاتِ اللَّهِ عَزَّ وَجَلْ الَّتِي لَا يَسْتَطِيعُ الْبَشَرْ أَنْ يَقُومُ بِهَا And the alternation of the night and the day is from the signs of Allah. Because we know our Lord through signs. We recognize our Lord Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through signs. And one of those signs is the alternation of the night and the day and how one overcomes the other. And that is mentioned in the ayah that we just quoted. And in fact, it is the example mentioned by الشيخ محمد ابن عبد الوهاب رحمه الله تعالى in the book the three fundamental principles so put your hands up if you attended Rochdale today one two three four so from those four give us an answer what did Sheikh Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahhab rahimahullah ta'ala mention 
in the three fundamental principles in brief. Doesn't have to be memorized if you haven't done it yet, but summarized. We finished that class at 1 p.m. So it's been seven hours. Seven hours? Seven hours, 47 minutes. I'll be fair. That's the ayah. <laughs> You're right. That's the example of the ayah we quoted here. And the Sheikh had said exactly what we've said here. That if somebody asks you who your Lord is, then you tell him, my Lord is the one, man rabbani wa rabba alameen, the one who has nurtured me, raised me, blessed me, and all of the creation. And from his signs, if, when, it, when it is said to you, bima arafta rabbak, how do you know your Lord? Then you reply by highlighting the signs, the ayat, and makhluqat, the ayat, the signs of Allah and the creations of Allah. So here, that is exactly the same topic being discussed in the opening of this chapter. The sun, the moon, the night, the day, all of these are from the signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And what was that example given? The Arabs, they mention an example regarding the desert, and that example is... The camel dung. They say if you're walking across a desert, <coughs> you're walking across a desert. No footsteps, no buildings, no nothing. You're in the middle of the desert lost. And then all of a sudden in the middle of the desert you see some camel dung. That means now you know for absolute definite what? That there was a camel that went past. Even if the footsteps are no longer visible, maybe the wind has blown the sand onto the footsteps, they're not visible anymore. But there's this camel dung. The fact that you see that camel dung in the middle of the desert, you come across it, shows you it is a sign that there was a camel here recently. Because otherwise, how did the camel dung just appear in the middle of the desert? For absolute definite, there was some activity occurred there. A camel went by, maybe a caravan went by, something happened for that camel dung to appear there. And that is the example they give. The example referring to all of what you see in the heavens and the earth, all of what you see from the rivers and the mountains and the lakes and the valleys, the sun, the moon, the clouds, the skies, the earth, all of these are signs that there is a creator. None of this just appeared by itself. Now what about the story, again they mention it too often, the story that is sometimes uh, attributed to Imam Abu Hanifa, rahimahullah ta'ala, they say that on one occasion he if the, attribute, uh, the, uh, the uh, association to him is correct, if it is attributed correctly, then in that case they say, Al-Imam Abu Hanifa on one occasion, he, was, he had arranged and agreed to a sitting with some atheists to discuss with them the existence of our Lord. 
But then when the appointed time came for that meeting, he was late. He got there very late, very late. So they said to him, what's going on? We had arranged a particular time for this debate, for this discussion, regarding whether Allah exists, whether there is a Lord, and you're so late. So he said to them, from the ones who didn't hear the story earlier today, he said to them what? So he said basically that he was out on the ocean, he was in a boat and there was a storm and his boat it broke up and it sank. So now he was stuck out at sea. But then the storm was going on and the hurricane was going on and at the shore, maybe a few miles away wherever it was at the shore, the trees they were ripped apart by the storm and the hurricane. The branches were ripped off and they were all crashing into each other in the storm, in the hurricane. And a few of these branches crashed into each other and lodged into each other perfectly without any gaps in the shape of a boat that would float. And it landed just next to him. So he said, I got into that then. I got into that. Coincidentally, the branches just crashed together in just the right way, just the right length of the branches, just the right shapes. They molded together. Perfect. No holes. It floated. So I got into that and I got back to land and I quickly came here, but obviously all of that delayed me. So then they said to him, the atheists, they said to him, are you mocking us? Are you mocking us? That's your reason why you're late. You want us to believe that. You want us to believe that you were out at sea. Okay, the first part is believable. You were out at sea, your boat sank, etc. But then you want us to believe that the way you managed to make it back to land was from this storm that blew off branches just the right size, just the right shapes, just the right lengths, the right thickness, everything, they crashed just in the right way, at the right angles, and they perfectly made a floating boat that you got into? You want us to believe that? You're mocking us. Don't give us no reason like that. So then he said to them, if you cannot believe that a few branches can crash in together, and create the shape of a boat perfectly, a boat. That's all, a small boat, six foot long. You don't believe that can happen by itself. You know that to make a boat, it would require some craftsmanship. It would require uh, chiseling that wood into shape, and nails and hammers, and getting it perfect, no leaks. You know that would require some craftsmanship. It is impossible for the storm to just knock together pieces of wood perfectly into a boat. You know that couldn't have happened and that's why you're telling me I'm mocking you. But if that's the case and you know that can't happen by itself, then how do you believe that all of this world, the oceans, the lakes, the sun, the moon, the day, the night, everything that exists and occurs and you see, all of that with all of its intricacies, did just happen by itself. You believe and you want to discuss with me today 
that all of this world with all of its intricacies a million times more than a boat. What is a boat? A few pieces of wood. This world with all of its intricacies. You want to debate with me today that all of that was created by itself. No creator. Yet you won't believe that a few chunks of wood can come together into a boat by themselves in a, in a storm or in the wind. So that refuted them straight away. Because the point was to highlight that these things don't come together by themselves. You're right, the boat didn't come together by itself like that. It wouldn't just come together like that by itself. And similarly, this whole world doesn't just come together like that by itself. Some of them, they, they <coughs> if you look at all these other examples in the Quran, in the Sunnah, details of biology that are given, details of how the creation of a baby occurs in the womb, and those details are being given from over a thousand years ago, when medicine had not advanced to the level of knowing all these details of how the baby is created in the womb. All of that given signs from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon the truthfulness of the Prophet So all of these physical signs are signs upon the Creator. And that's what he mentions here, Musakharat, that all of these things in creation, they are submissive to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They are submissive to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then Allah mentions how all of the creation and everything, all of the command and the creation, all of that is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that is the point of this ayah here. If all of the command and the creation is for Allah, we know that this command and this decree and the creation doesn't occur except by Allah saying, Kun be and it is. فَمَذْهَبُ أَهْلِ السُنَّةِ وَالْجَمَاعَةِ فِي كَلَامِ اللَّهِ So our methodology, the methodology of Ahl Sunnah regarding the speech of Allah is أَنَّهُ صِفَةٌ مِّن صِفَاتِهِ That the speech of Allah is an attribute from the attributes of Allah. صِفَةٌ ذَاتِيَّ بِعْتِبَارِ وَصِفَةٌ فِعْلِيَّ بِعْتِبَارِ that in another discussion, but that we say it is an attribute from the attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the evidence regarding the speech of Allah, even though we've gone over the chapter regarding the Quran, and the Quran is the speech of Allah, it is not created. Here there are a few more examples given. وَدَلِيلُ ذَلِكَ أَنَّ كُلَّ الْكَلِمَاتِ الَّتِي يُطْلِقُ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهَا كَلِمَاتِ هِيَ بِالْحَرْفِ قُلْنَا يَا نَارِ كُونِي بَرْدًا وَسَلَامًا عَلَىٰ إِبْرَاهِيمٍ All of the speech of Allah, the words of Allah are by the letters. So when Allah said, قُلْنَا أَوْ فَيَا Be cold and sound upon Ibrahim then that is sentences, that is a sentence made of letters and words. And that is what we say, Jibreel alayhi salam heard the Qur'an from Allah, and that was a sound with letters and words. 
words and letters and sound that Jibreel heard from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Qur'an. وَيَكُونُ كَذَلِكَ بِصَوْتِ لِأَنَّهُ يُسْمَعْ سَمْعُهُ أو يَسْمَعُ سَمْعُهُ جِبْرِيلُ وَسَمْعُهُ مُحَمْزَةً سَلَّمَ وَسَمْعُهُ مُوسَى Also then, here we have the actual letters in the Qur'an mentioned there. Then we have also the actual uh, the voice that was heard by Jibreel and heard by Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. There is, or there are... <coughs> Allahu Akbar Allahu Akbar Allahu Akbar Ashhadu an la ilaha illa Allah Ashhadu an la ilaha illa Allah أشهد أن محمد رسول الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حي على الصلاة حي على الصلاة حي على الفلاح حي على الفلاح الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله We'll round off on that point for today. There's more to come in this chapter. And from next week now, then it's going to be after Isha. The class will be after Isha. So be prepared now for the winter months. No more of these 30, 35, 40-minute classes. It'll be after Isha. We'll be able to do the full class. There's no more prayers after that. So from next week, inshallah ta'ala, straight after Isha, quarter past 8, 8.20 we begin. And uh, we'll carry on from this topic regarding the speech of Allah. It's uh, uh, encouraging to see that there's a good attendance regularly. Winter is coming now. We know that the shaitan always attempts to distract the people away from knowledge, distract them away from that which is beneficial for yourself. In the summer, it's the warm weather outside. It's the distractions of the weather outside. Now it's the distractions of the weather on the opposite end of the scale. The coldness will come, the freezing temperatures will come. So for many people that becomes the reason to no longer attend. But inshallah ta'ala keep striving. Keep striving during these winter months now. Wrap up, put your heaters on in the cars. And inshallah ta'ala it's not a big deal to continue. And the one who strives with that you'll see the benefits of it. The benefits of that in the long run for knowledge and these ahadith. And this is Bukhari we're studying. Bukhari no less. So inshallah ta'ala keep striving, keep that intention firm and strong. 
and we'll carry on next week from uh, 8 p.m. after Isha for the whole of the winter months now, insha'Allah ta'ala. Wa sallallahu ala nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in.